Hello, and welcome to Wild and Precious Radio, the podcast where we explore the question, what if we're not just here to live, but to live well? I believe the answer to this question of fulfillment is found at the intersection of spirituality, love, purpose, and ultimately your unbridled self-expression. I'm Fiora, your host, and this is your One Wild and Precious Life. Welcome to another awesome episode of Wild and Precious Radio. Man, right as I hit record, two little hummingbirds zipped right right in front of my window view, and now it's sitting on a branch. Oh my gosh. Okay. I freaking love hummingbirds. All right. Uh, Today I wanted to talk about spirituality and a little bit about my journey to saying yes. So I grew up, looking back, I realized my parents were actually pretty new age. Like they had some crystals. My mom walked me through closed eye visualization meditations when I was little. I think at one point they they met with like um, a channel who who named Raj, who spoke for some sort of like non-physical entity who talked about like past lives. But um, <laughs> looking back, I can I can see those little breadcrumbs. But in general, the culture in our house was incredibly secular. My dad was a microbiologist uh, and an academic. My mom was also uh, a very accomplished academic and a rehab nurse. So um, we, the cool thing about that is I was steeped in critical thinking, the scientific method, uh, the, the ability to really interact with entire ecosystem of nuances and, and seemingly, um, paradoxical truths. So I'm very, very grateful because I think my home really set me up to think for myself in ways that are that are a skill set they are developed humans um due to our neuroplasticity due to the fact that um that we have you know that we can be very very driven by fear and and create a lot of black black and white thinking that's sort of like the base model you know that's the software that the operating system comes comes with Um, I was definitely in a house that taught me to question and to think and to to verify and fact check. Uh, So I'm very, very grateful for being taught that way of thinking. But um, I didn't go. Oh, and I didn't grow up going to churches. I think I've been maybe three times. And one of those times was a Unitarian church, which is not very churchy. Um, So I didn't grow up with a sense of connection to the divine. And, um, I would say it was probably in my early, maybe late, late teens, beginning of my twenties that I was sort of introduced to this concept of our thoughts, create our reality, manifestation, that sort of thing. But I would say that I was a hobby manifester, right? I was like, yeah, sure. If manifesting works when you want to find a parking spot, (laughs) you know, and I would like manifest parking spots, but I didn't, I didn't go any deeper than that sort of surface level playing with magic, if you will. And, um, and then, and then as I started my business, I started to 
maybe more manic manifest because I, I was so, I was quite over-invested in, in coaching and support, um, very, very early on in my entrepreneurial journey. And so I, I was sort of slingshot into a scarcity mindset and was de- like desperately trying to manifest, <laughs> which if you know, if you know much about manifesting, you know, that if you're in the energy of scarcity and desperation, uh, usually you don't manifest what it is that you're desperately trying to manifest. But that was, that was kind of the extent to which I had, um, I don't know, a spiritual connection. I, I was definitely impressed with life force. I was very interested by life force. I knew that there was, you know, like, like existence is here. And so there, I, I could feel like a sense of magic around the fact that like things exist that, you know, humans walk around and they have consciousness and, and animals and plants and black holes and, you know, red dwarfs and all, all the things. Right. So, you know, I was like, like we're here. So there's definitely some sort of, some sort of magic. There's some, some, some kind of, um, force of creation, but I definitely didn't think of it as an intelligent force. Um, especially cause a lot of my exposure to Christianity was a very close-minded, bigoted, Christianity. It was a vengeful God. It was a punitive God. It was a male God. It was not loving. Um, and, and so I, I was very adverse to that cause that just didn't, that never, I've, I've always been a very empathetic creature. And so it, it never resonated. And if anything, I, I felt quite, um, at odds with, with that idea of a higher power. Um, so I, I just didn't have much of a relationship to the divine, but maybe three years ago, um, I was, I was starting to open up to it more. I was, I was being introduced to different sort of spiritual typologies, you know, astrology, which I still don't resonate with a lot, but one I love is human design, um, and sort of resonating with these things that there's no logical reason for why they land or why they feel so resonant, but they do, you know, and, and so that, that was sort of cracking the door open a little bit more, but the, the real moment when I dared into embracing being as quote spiritual person was when I was hanging out with my friend, uh, who went by the name faith at the time. And she, she was talking about how she was visited by God and God told her to prepare her body to have a baby. And at the time she was single and like fresh out of a, a painful relationship and that, you know, she astral traveled through these constellations and the, the souls of her three children came to her and spoke to her and told her their names and all this stuff that I was listening and my, you know, my eyebrows were probably creeping closer and closer up to my hairline. I was thinking, okay, you sound crazy. Um, and it was, it was so woo woo to me and, and, but as I'm listening to her talk and I'm watching her eyes twinkle, I was thinking, you know, anytime, anytime manifestation or, or these sort of really spiritual, if not like magical things were brought to my attention or spoke, I always reserved this amount of skepticism, skepticism. 
Like, yeah, but not really though. And as she was talking, something shifted for me because I sat there thinking, okay, okay, okay. Which is I do this with my myself a lot, right? Let me play this out. So let's say I'm right, right? She and I get to the end of our lives. She's lived in this world of magic and spell casting and, you know, a, a deeply intimate relationship with source, the universe. Uh, you know, she sees beautiful, magical signs, you know, like the pull it, it, all around her in her life. It, but I'm right. And we get to the pearly, you know, and I'm like, well, what you see is what you get. If you can't prove it with research, then yeah, right. Um, if I haven't experienced it myself, then yeah, right. If you can't back it up with data, yeah, right. Uh, and let's say we get to the end of our lives. We're at the pearly gates and it turns out I'm right. And, you know, whatever, whoever's there, which is kind of, it's kind of funny because this metaphor actually has to believe in spirit, but bear with me. We get to the pearly gates and, you know, she and I are there and we're like, okay, who was right? And they're like, Fiora was right. <laughs> All you, you know, it was, it was not magical. There wasn't spirit. She was going to get to that point and be like, yeah, but I lived a magical life. Even if retrospectively I look back and, you know, all of that was made up. My experience, my whole life experience was characterized by magic, by an intimate communion with, with source, with life force, with astral travel, with, you know, visitations from ascended masters. So it wasn't going to make a freaking difference for her because she would have lived a life full of magic because that's her experience. Now, let's let's play it out. What if we get to the pearly gates and she's right? And I spent my whole life being like, nah, no way that magic and rejecting these these enchanting moments. And in that moment, I thought, oh, <laughs> I, I want that life. I want the life that feels enchanting where a hummingbird, you know, shows up at the beginning of my podcast recording and I experience it as a blessing or a wink or, or just like a loving reminder from God, which is now actually a word that I really love using to encapsulate sort of source and, and, and life and spirit. Um, like that life just, I'm all about gamifying stuff in general, like dating, health, et cetera. But, you know, that gamifies life. It, it makes it feel like I'm on sort on this, you know, personal, intimate, secret Easter egg hunt where it's me in, in intimate communion with spirit. Uh, and, and I don't actually know if I've ever told her the story. I'll, I'm going to reach out to her after I finish recording. But it was in that moment, that conversation where I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to live a more magical life. And if, you know, I get if, if I die and there's nothing afterwards, cool. But. But I'm going to give myself permission now for. For the mystical, the magical, to have a life that that feels like it like it is full of meaning and it is full of unseen wonder manifest. If you're loving the show so far, please, 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 it would mean the world to me if you would take a couple of minutes to write a review, 
sharing your thoughts, ideally glowing five star. <laughs> um, this helps us boost the visibility of the show so that more people can find us and more people can listen along and more people can join the conversation. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please give us a follow. Um, if you follow the podcast, what happens is when new episodes drop, they land right into your device's podcast library when they're fresh. And now, without further ado, back to the show. And it's just been so much more fun. <laughs> it's been, it's life has felt so much more fun. It's felt so much more sacred. It's felt so much more beautiful. So my point in sharing the story is, is, you know, if you've been maybe entertaining the idea to try it on, try it on for a little bit, play with it, see See if you can't walk through the world and experience it as something pulsing with love and and invitations designed especially for you. And, and see if see if you don't enjoy yourself a little bit more. I definitely don't experience God as an anthropomorphized entity. I it's I sort of experience it as this loving algorithm. <laughs> This loving algorithm. Um, I mean, it's very multidimensional. I believe in like sh the Shiva Shakti concept. I, I love um, the pantheon of Hindu gods and how they're all, they're actually all facets of the same, you know, love and consciousness. Um, but it's been, it's just been really delightful to let my own and, and actually maybe even soul saving <laughs> to let myself be drawn towards things that speak to my soul versus just my mind. Cause man, my mind, my mind can really derail the joy. Holy moly. It can derail the joy. Um, and there's definitely, I, people say that they experience, I think the divine speaks to people in different languages. So one of mine is wildlife. I have had sort of sign, the craziest signs from wildlife, whether it's owls or blue herons or, you know, snakes or hummingbirds, um, show up and, and really unmistakable patterns. Actually, I'll share a story about one. Um, but I have friends who they see number. I never see numbers, but they see numbers all the time. License plate, it's addresses, clocks, like, oh, 444, 1111, la, la, la. Um, I just, that's just not a language that the divine speaks to me in. I know people who it's in shapes or in dreams. Um, but yeah, I just want to kind of invite you if you are craving a deeper relationship with the divine, if, if, if you want to feel more held and more unconditionally loved in every moment of living, um, I would really encourage you to just try it on. There's actually an amazing book that I've been reading called Outrageous Openness by Tasha Silver. Um, she also wrote, it's not your money, which is where I actually was introduced to her because, 
Um, I was feeling a lot of contraction around money, regardless of how much I made. And she, she does a beautiful job of incorporating um, how to make it, how to make your relationship and understanding of money something that's, that's really metabolized through a sacred lens. Um, but okay. So my last story, I'll wrap up with my wildlife story. So I think I was listening to a Gabby Bernstein, you know, and she said, well, just ask for a sign. And so I decided to go for, I decided I was like, okay, cool. I want a sign that my mom's spirit is still with me. Oh, sorry if I get emotional. Actually, I'm not sorry if I get emotional. More emotions, please. Um, because my mom died when I was 10 and I, I, for whatever reason, I was really, really shut down to feeling connected to her, um, her soul, her spirit, her memory. And understandably so, it, it, it's something that I've like deeply longed for, deeply, deeply longed for. And so I, I asked, I, you know, I just sort of quietly in the privacy of my own heart asked, you know, if she's really available to me, if I can connect with her, if she's here, send me a sign even I can't miss. Send me a sign even I can't miss. And I think it was the next morning I was out walking my dog, Arlo. And I look up and I see a northern flicker, which is a type of woodpecker. Um, and for some reason, I've associated woodpeckers with my mom because we had a woodpecker door knocker on my first home where you'd you know, pull a little little rope and the woodpecker's head would go back and forth and knock on the door. And that's it's just like a very visceral memory I have of one of the little sort of decorations around our house. Very wholesome, very, very hippie. And and when I've gone on hikes here in Forest Park in Portland, I hear woodpeckers almost every single hike. And I've asked other people if they experience woodpeckers in Forest Park and they're like, no. Or I'll be walking with somebody and I'll be like, do you hear that woodpecker? And and they won't have heard it until I point it out or they'll fly right across my path. So, so I think there was already sort of an inkling here, but I would just constantly find myself, find, find like be visited by woodpeckers when I was out hiking. Um, and then when I moved into my house last year, there was this rattle that we thought was coming out of the radiator and it turned out to be a, an acorn woodpecker rat-a-tatting on the metal cover on top of the chimney, but it was, it was radiating down all the way. Anyway, so just like, right, like all these, all these sort of auspicious little woodpecker moments. So I'm walking my dog the next morning and I look up and at the top of the telephone pole is a Northern Flicker woodpecker. I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, my, my skeptic, my skeptical mu muscles quite developed. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I see woodpeckers all the time. Then from around the other side of the pole comes a second northern flicker woodpecker. And woodpeckers are quite solitary, but I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're a mating pair, right? Like still trying to ignore the sign. Then a third northern flicker woodpecker comes around. And so there's three woodpeckers at the top of this telephone pole. A, a famously solitary bird. Three of them. 
was like, that is a sign. That's a sign I can't miss. Um, and, and I actually, I actually, you know, just like made me tear up because I asked and it was shown to me in, in like a bizarre, unmistakable moment. Uh, I asked and I was, and it felt like I was heard. I asked and not only, not only was I heard, but it was confirmed that I could connect with my mom and, and I'm definitely not fully practiced at this yet, but my ability to connect with her and pray to her and feel her for the first time in 20 years um, is has been like just such a precious gift that came from this willingness to believe that maybe life is riddled with the magic of the divine. So I hope that this is inspiring. Uh, I'd love to hear your stories of your experiences connecting to divinity, to magic, to manifestation. Um, Or if you just needed a hall pass to believe a little bit deeper, believe a little bit more fully, or even to reclaim maybe like a lost connection to to the divine. Um, maybe my story, maybe my story can inspire that for you. Um, and if you'd like to connect, please come find me on Instagram. That's where I have the most fun. That's where I hang out the most slide into my DMS, say, Hey, let me know how the episode landed. Um, and obviously like give a follow so we can hang out, but, uh, it really makes my day when I get to connect with listeners. So I hope you have a wild and precious day. Thank you for tuning in to another Wild and Precious episode. If you'd like to become a master artist in your relationships, consider joining the Relationship Dojo. Every month we meet live to workshop what's coming up for you in your relational world, whether it's mastering better communication and intimacy with your partner, connecting more deeply with friends, repairing rupture, or attracting new relationships into your life, the dojo is the perfect place to become more ninja at relating. Check it out at the link in this episode's show notes, and until next time, stay wild and stay precious.